My very special guest today is Jeb Bush, Governor Bush. Once a governor, always a governor. I remember when you were passing through town years ago, you lost your first bid, and then you became governor, and then you were reelected again, and just time marches on. How are you doing, Governor Bush? I'm doing well. I'm a little older than when we last uh, visited in person, and a little have a bigger waistline, and my hair is grayer, <laughs> but I am, I'm truly blessed. I live uh, in the best state of the 50 states, and... Uh, I live down here in South Florida with my family. I'm a grandfather now, which uh, is something I was envious of a whole lot of other people, and have a, a very active life, and I get to have a voice still in things that I consider to be important. So life is good for me. Good for you, Jeb. Uh, may I ask you what you do for a living these days? I have a consulting business with my son which uh, and, and four others, uh, but it's a joy to work with my son. I I've always kind of secretly wanted to do that, and I was so happy when he wanted to do it as well. And um, I have an education reform foundation that is national in scope now. It started kind of focused on Florida reforms, but we've been really fortunate to, to have it grow, to um, have a presence and activities in about 40 states. Uh, and I'm on the board of, uh, I just was announced as the national chairman of the National Constitutional Center in Philadelphia, which is the museum honoring our Constitution. Uh, replacing uh, Bill Clinton, and he replaced my dad, so I've been pretty high cotton there. <laughs> and um, I'm active. Let's just say I've managed to organize my life uh, where, in order to pursue my endeavors, I'm typically on an airplane. Yeah, a lot of running around. When you're in the seat of power as the governor of the state of Florida and uh, making, a, making a big difference in our world and suddenly after being elected twice, uh, then, um, you know, you, uh, you, you're no longer the governor. How, how do you handle that at first? Is it a, is it a big letdown? You breathe deep? Was there any sort of a depression? No depression, but it was... Uh... It took a little adjusting, for sure. Literally, you 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 um, watch the planes go by and the gunfire, the cannon fire go go off, and your successor gives a, a short speech, and it's all over. And you go out the back door of the old Capitol uh, to to a car and catch a flight back home, and that's it. I mean, it's um, it's a, going from a probably the coolest job in the world to being finished is takes a little bit of adjusting and uh, I'm fortunate to be married to my wife Columba for now 38 years and we were kind of excited to get back to Miami and be starting out on our new life and so um, I got I got healthier I started working out a little better and and uh, took two or three months to think about what was next and then started accepting some things and so went on to the second half of my life. Yeah, it seems just like yesterday. I was at your first inauguration, and of course I want to particularly thank you for that because it was on that day that I actually got to meet Billy Graham and uh, did my first interview with him, and that meant a lot to me because it's sort of like, uh, what's that thing they say in the Bible when you set out the uh, the testing, the the mat, the sheepskin or whatever it is? Yeah, yeah and uh, I, I had said to the good Lord above, I said, um, if I don't get uh, Billy Graham in my lifetime, I'm not going to think you've been in my radio show. And I, I got to interview him. And what a what a kind, <laughs> well, good. He's, a, he's one of the greatest, greatest men. And um, 
you may remember that inauguration, which was an exciting time for, for me uh, and my family, that it was like eight degrees without a cloud in the sky. And if the wind rustled at all, it, would, it hurt. I mean, all my, a lot of my friends came from South Florida. They'd never, they didn't have a winter coat. They didn't know what eight degrees, 18, 28, 38, 40, you know, you got to get about 48 yeah. before people felt like that was the coldest they'd ever been. So it was a incredible experience. Yeah, that was a cold day. Matter of fact, uh, Dr. Graham, uh, it was amazing because here I'm doing this interview with Dr. Graham. He didn't care about the interview. He looked at me and said, son, are you okay? Your face is awfully red. I thought, gee, he cared about me like a father. Now, that's one thing I would be remiss. I, I've met your dad. I really like your dad. I love his sense of humor. Uh, you know, when I think of Jeb Bush, I think, uh, gosh, uh, I'm kind of envious because I think you had two great parents. Uh, are you thankful for that great parentage you had every day, Jeb? Oh my gosh! Um, you know you don't you don't uh, you don't choose your parents. You're that's that's truly a, a, a blessing from God, and um, I do. I thank I thank uh, my good fortune uh, every day. My dad right now is frail. He's 88, and he's been in the hospital for a while, and it's uh, so hard to to see him, you know, suffering um, when he's probably the most vital man I've ever met most energetic. Um, he's the greatest man I've ever met. So, you know, it's not an easy thing to see someone you love so much um, age and, and get frail, which is kind of what he is now. Um, but we're praying that he's going to get out of uh, the hospital before Thanksgiving, before Christmas so that we can all be together. Yeah, I, I your dad had a great sense of humor, which to me is a, a sign of a profound intellect and wisdom and uh, a sweetheart of a guy. Um, let me ask you this. Let's talk about your faith, because my faith has been tested over the past years. I lost my mom and my dad recently, and, and that, that happens inevitably. Where, where are you at with your faith, Jeb Bush? Um, I'm, a, I'm a devout Catholic. Uh, I, I believe that uh, Christ is my Savior. It gives me comfort. It gives me a, um, I don't know, it's hard to describe it in the day-to-day terms, but it kind of gives me a a calmness that um, I live a pretty stressful life. Uh, it could be stressful if I let it be, and I think my faith helps me just stay grounded. And uh, So uh, it's an important part of my, my life privately, and it was an important part of my life And when I had a chance to serve as governor. Um, it gave me a good perspective. Uh, it doesn't, didn't mean I wasn't a sinner under God's watchful eye like everybody else. We're all imperfect. But uh, it's important to have something that guides you uh, so that you're not just responding to the here and now, particularly in public life where there's an expectation, you know, of, of, of leadership. Uh, it's hard to lead if you don't have a structure around your life. And my faith has always given me that. Uh, my world was rocked, Jeb, when um, Romney lost. Um, you know, I believe you're a, you're, 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 you uh, count yourself as a devout Republican and uh, how, how did you feel after after Romney lost? Were you shocked? Well, I was not. I wasn't shocked, but I was surprised. I I um, I felt after the debate where Governor Romney gave a performance in that debate, his handling of that debate was magnificent. I mean, it was as good as any debate on the national stage that I can remember. It really energized me and energized what I thought was a lot of other people. And um, I began to be convinced that he was going to win. And I thought it was important because I, 
I, I got to know him a little better at the end of the campaign. He's a really fine man and would have brought, I think, a focus on trying to solve these structural problems that we face as a nation right now and uh, break through the partisan divide that is uh, really poisonous for our country. And it's not to be. And so um, I was really disappointed. There are demographic changes taking place in our country that the Obama campaign was quite successful in uh, tapping into. And Republicans in general, and, and I would say the Romney campaign in particular, either ignored those trends or resigned themselves to the fact that they didn't think they could uh, break through into uh, new demographic groups, and it's just the wrong approach. Um, we're, we will destine conservative. My hope is that we'll have a generation of conservative governance in this country, and in order to do that, you have to win. In order to win, you have to tap into the, the demographics that are changing pretty dramatically in our country, and, and to, to reject that idea or to not embrace it, I think, is, is foolhardy.